0: God hears her. God hears her. God hears her is brought to you. Is brought to you by our daily
1: bread ministries. Visit GodHearsHer.org
0: Visit GodhearsHer dot
1: org. Or find us on social for more information. I thought that my ex-husband was gonna be my one and only forever the right person. So then when I went through the divorce, I asked that question, does God have somebody for me? But before I asked that question, I actually asked does God love me? Why did this happen to me? Before I even got to that question, does God have somebody for me?
0: You're listening to God Hears Her, a podcast for women where we explore the stunning truth that God hears you, He sees you, and He loves you because you are His.
1: Find out how these realities free you today on God Hears Her. Welcome to God Hears Her. I'm Elisa Morgan. And I'm Erin Eddy. Does God have someone for me? As someone who's single, this is a question I've asked myself many times. There are so many shows, podcasts, radio programs that seem to assume God has someone for everyone. Marriage, having babies, family life are all presented as the norm and the ideal. And women like me are left wondering, does God really have somebody for me? If so... Why won't he tell me who he is? (laughs) And when seasons of singleness lead to years of singleness, we begin to wonder if something is wrong with us. And then if you end up with a chance like I did, and then that marriage falls apart, you begin to wonder if you missed out on your opportunity at a happy life. Well, today on God Hears Her, we are going to tackle the question, Does God have somebody for me?
0: Mm, I'm so thankful for your vulnerability, Erin. I mean, really, in listening back to our conversation, I think tons of women can and will be encouraged by your willingness to share so much of your journey of searching for the right someone. And it's a journey that's led you to some surprising conclusions about God the nature of relationships, and let it just be said, you're still single, so this is going to be so helpful. In fact, that's where you begin our conversation, by pulling back the blinds on your own life and letting us see one of the most difficult breakups you've experienced. This is God Hears Her.
1: So I was dating this guy for five months, Mm -hmm. and I met his family. That's a for big Thanksgiving. Step. That's a big step. And I like loved his family. Mm. I mean they felt like at home. Mm. You know? And mm-hmm. he came out of nowhere in me meeting him and then dating him. Wow. And then meeting his family mm-hmm. and meeting his his friends and I, he's meeting my family. He's meeting my friends. And then he breaks up with me and he says, I just can't get there. Can't get where? That's what I wanted to yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Where are we going? (laughs) (laughs) Other than meeting your family. Right. (laughs) I just can't get there. I I just can't. I can't get there, Aaron. I can't. And I said, what do you mean you can't get there? He was like, I just, I can't. I can't get to where I think this relationship needs to go. I can't get there. Okay. It made me feel like I don't love you. That's
0: what you heard. That's what I heard. I just can't get their equals I don't love you I don't love you Mm.
1: there's no future for us we need to cut it ouch it made me feel so unlovable Hmm. and I remember after that phone call first off it was a phone call but Hmm. he was in another state Mm. and it was before Christmas oh this is getting better and better (laughs) oh my gosh (laughs) so it was five Mm. days before Christmas we were supposed to spend Mm. it with my grandma And he was out of state. And so I think he was feeling the pressure, right? And then, and had to end it before we spend time at Christmas. So anyways, so I remember getting off the phone and like, I I think I was shocked. Like, what just happened? What was the last few months of like our relationship? And where did, what did I miss? Right. Right. Was I, was I present in the relationship? (laughs) Was he present? Mm. Um, And so I, I remember I just get in the shower and I'm crying I'm crying so hard that you couldn't tell the showerhead water with my tears. I mean, I was just so sad. And I was just sitting, I remember sitting on the shower, just crying, thinking like, am I really that unlovable that someone can't get there to love me?
0: Was your major focus, I'm unlovable, or
1: I loved him and I've lost him? That's a great question. I feel like it was both. Okay, Because I feel like... I had tried to love somebody and no matter how hard I tried to love them, I kept getting rejected Mm -hmm. at the same time, not being chosen by them. Okay. So it was like both. Mm -hmm. I was like, yes. And Mm -hmm. (laughs) thank you very much. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so after that happened, you know, five days before Christmas, my whole family was going out of state, except for my grandma going out of state to celebrate Christmas. And I didn't buy my ticket because I was going to be spending it with him. So my sister buys me a plane ticket to Santa Fe, New Mexico, three days before Christmas. So can you imagine that plane ticket? And yep. she says, You're not spending Aww. Christmas alone. What a sweetheart. I know, was so sweet. Yeah. Get out there, spend time with my family. They are just loving on me and I'm just, you know, sad and just mm-hmm. like I miss that I'm not spending it with him. Still feel dismantled. Where where is there that we're supposed to get to? feeling unlovable, <laughs> but I'm around the most loving people right now in my life. So it's it was this weird of like grieving, but then feeling loved. And I was so rocked by it that it made me realize that I don't see myself the way God sees me. I was seeing myself through the lens of how this person I was dating sees me. And I was placing so much value on that. But then I asked the question, does God have somebody for me?
0: I think everybody asks that question, don't you, at some point in their life until suddenly they're with somebody and they assume that must have been it kind
1: yeah. of a thing? Why do you think we ask that question?
0: Well, I think we're made for relationship and connection. I think asking, does God have somebody for me, is probably the core question of young adulthood, but it lingers into your whole life, especially if you never get an answer to yeah. that. You know, I want to back up for a second, Aaron, because you've been married mm. before. Yeah. So, when you met and married your husband, mm. did you think God had somebody for you in him? And how does being divorced now yeah. shape that understanding? Is that some place you can go?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm glad you asked that. When I got married, I did have this belief that this is my one and only forever. This was the right person, the only person. Cuz I think that's what we're taught maybe or like maybe someone told us that you have to find the right person and when you find the right person, then your life is made of butterflies and you mm-hmm. know rainbows and fairy tale. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was 17 mm-hmm. when I met wow. my ex-husband. Young. I got married at 21, I was a month into being 21. And then we were married for a little over 9 years. So we were together for almost 14 years. I think that's probably why that breakup brought out some things from my marriage. Probably, yeah. That I, yeah. or uh, false beliefs mm-hmm. or false statements that I was living in. Okay. I thought that my ex-husband was going to be my one and only forever, the right person. So then when I went through the divorce, I asked that question, does God have somebody for me? But before I asked that question, I actually asked, Does God love me? Why did this happen to me? Before I even got to that question, does God have somebody for me? Because
0: it gets really gnarly. I mean, I don't think you're saying, Erin, that God has multiple people and we can go from relationship to relationship and marriage to marriage. And, you know, he won the right one. So now I'm going to go to the next one. And that one's going to be the right one. Oh, he won the right one. So now I don't think you're saying that.
1: No, I think what I am learning in this whole journey of being single after being married is that I just desired to become the right person for me and seeing myself the way God sees me and learning to love myself the way God loves me. I'm on that journey right now, and I'm not dating. I haven't dated for a year. What's that about? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think that for me, I was seeking relationships to fill voids that only God can fill. Okay. And until I made the commitment to be single, I got to see what those voids were. Okay. So, that sense? So
0: you're talking about voids that you began yeah. to experience and you began to recognize them because the guy you had been dating wasn't there anymore. What yeah. kinds of voids did you identify?
1: Um, self-esteem. Mm-hmm. There's somebody there to encourage you, right? Instead of you believing that about yourself. Right. Like, I think we can use people to do that. Absolutely. And yeah. Instead of knowing it for ourselves and how God sees us. I mean it was how I saw myself. It was like um whether I was pretty enough, mm-hmm. whether I was smart enough, mm-hmm. successful enough. All of these different metrics that we place values in and then have another person validate or invalidate. Does that make sense?
0: I've got a friend who just lost her husband in a different way. Yeah, He died mm. after 25 years of marriage. And she's in her late 40s, and he was in his late 40s. Mm. And it was a long illness, a couple of years, very painful. They have a passel of kids, yeah. all ages, needing a lot. And it's only been, you know, a half year to three quarters of a year. And in watching her, she's not looking for another husband yeah you know she isn't she is wrestling with the um amputation yeah of partnership yes and of soulmate yes and She will, I'm sure, move to the place where she asks the question, is there somebody else for me? And I'm not there. And I want to own that. You know, I have been married 40 years and Mm -hmm. it's a good marriage. It's a strong marriage. And I'm sure one of us will be left on the planet alone at some point. But when you are single, Mm -hmm. whether always single or newly single or (laughs) whatever, stunningly single, there is so much work to be done because our identities have been formed. Yeah in relationship to others we're yes. born where we live in relationship to our parents and our siblings we separate we live in relationship to our friends mm-hmm. we might marry we live in relationship to a spouse or we work and we live in relationship with co-workers if we have children inside or outside of marriage we live in relationship with our children maybe our grandchildren relationships define so much around us yeah. and so to come to a place where it's just you yeah whether by choice or by accident or by always, okay? It does bubble up these issues of void, of identity, of who am I now? And I think what maybe I'm hearing you say, Erin, is that it's our nature to then go immediately to, does God have somebody for me? And will that fix this void? Or how will that change this void? Or how
1: will that shape this void? Yeah. I mean, what do you
0: think? Does God have somebody for us?
1: Do you think God has somebody for us? And when we come back, we will hear Elisa's answer to the question, does God have somebody for me? That's coming up on God Hears Her.
0: Hey, friends, if you're enjoying today's episode, go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you never miss a new episode of the God Hears Her podcast. When you subscribe, new episodes are delivered straight to your device or computer. So hit subscribe right now. And remember that God sees you, He hears you, and He loves you because you are His. Welcome back to God Hears Her. I'm Elisa Morgan.
1: And I'm Erin Eddy. And in just a moment, we will hear Elisa's answer to the question, Does God have somebody for me? But before we go there, just a quick reminder that if you miss anything in today's show, the show notes are available in the podcast description or on our website at GodHearsHer.org.
0: There you'll also find links to verses mentioned as well as a link to a free resource titled What Does the Bible Teach About Divorce and Remarriage? This e-booklet helps bring clarity to what the Bible says about divorce and it offers a way forward for anyone dealing with a broken marriage. That e-booklet is yours for free. Just click on the link in the podcast description or on our website at godhearsher.org. That's godhearsher.org.
1: Now, back to the show. Here is Elisa as she answers the question, Do you think God has somebody for us? This is God Hears Her.
0: I think God has a lot of people for us.
1: Yes, I love that. (laughs) I think, um,
0: and I'm not talking about multiple marriages and polygamy. I'm talking about, I think, (laughs) you know, marriage is one thing and it's an important thing. Mm -hmm. And I I do think we can be very, very, very happy in marriage. But I also think the reality is that we are humans and our relationships that can be fully satisfying can function a little bit like an island island of intimacy. Mm. We drop and you and I Aaron have this relationship and we come together every so often and we share great deep mutual discoveries of God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit and scripture and da da da. We go away to other relationships. Yeah. And you with your friend Tony and and me with maybe Evan or whatever and we discover great yeah. investments again and then we may go to other people and maybe me with my kids, you know. So I think marriage is one way in which God will meet our desire and our built-in need for connection. But I think yeah. there are other ways he can do it, too. Yeah. So um, when you say, does God have somebody for me? I think of some goofy soap operas that talk about, are you my person? Right. You know, and, and, yeah, I've been a lot of people's person. And a lot yeah. of people have been my person. Yeah. But I'm married to one Yeah. who is a different kind of person.
1: Do you think that, I mean, I found myself seeking people to complete me, instead of seeking the only one that can.
0: And now you're onto something, you know, there's um, a God-shaped hole, vacuum Mm -hmm. within us that is a yearning for connection that he created us to need him. And it really is something that he alone can provide. And so that's a really happy little Bible study answer, you know, Mm -hmm. how do we, how have you made that real in your life? I know I've been in seasons like that. I remember when I was, had been in a six year relationship and we broke up and I was really young, like, I don't know, maybe 20, 21. And I moved off to go to graduate school and I just was like, who am I now? Yeah, I mean, everything was, the turf underneath me, it had just started to shift. Yeah, And this goofy thing, I think I've told you the story before about, I was making my bed one morning, getting ready to go to class. And I just had this thought in my head, separate thyself unto me. I thought it was really archaic language. And I had yeah. this image of a horse with blinders, like in Victorian years. And I thought, I'm supposed to not be with anybody. I'm supposed to just kind of focus on God right now yeah, and let it go. And sure enough, I prayed and I spent some time journaling and a couple of months clarifying in scripture. And that's what I think God wanted was for me to satisfy myself with him. Yeah, I did eventually meet and marry my husband, but that season was really formative mm. for me.
1: Well, you shared in um, I think it's like episode two. You talked about the blinders. I remember you mm-hmm. talking about that story of making your bed and God speaking that, and then you were like, "I'm gonna have blinders on for a while and just take a break from dating mm-hmm. men." Mm-hmm. That's exactly the season of life that I'm in, and I think, Aaron, you know, that didn't
0: fix me. If yeah, you, if you know what I mean, I want to be right. clear about that. It was a period of time. It was necessary. Forty years ago. It didn't feel I'm not all the way filled up with God, and then I go meet my husband. That's right. not the way it works. No. Within my marriage, God has called me, yeah, to himself, yeah, in a different way. Mm. Within it, Elisa, come be with me and let me love you. And I think the point, Aaron, and I want to hear what you have to say about this, but I think the point is that until we let God love us. Mm-hmm. We can't really love ourselves. Mm -hmm. And until we really can love ourselves, we can't Can't really love love another. That's right. So I'm getting things all out of order. You're not married right now. You're learning this lesson. I'm beginning to understand these things, too, Mm -hmm. within a a marriage. So, you know, does God have somebody for me? He has himself for us through all the somebodies we might be trying to figure out if they're a fit. And I think that's what you're saying, maybe. Is that? Yeah.
1: Absolutely. That's exactly what I'm saying. There's a song, it's called pieces. And I just to learn about how God loves me. This song pieces says unreserved, unrestrained. Your love is wild for me. It isn't shy. It's unashamed. Your love is proud to be seen with me Mm. because you don't give your heart in pieces and you don't hide yourself to tease us uncontained your love is a fire it's burning bright for me it's not a spark it's not a flame your love is a light the biggest thing in this song you don't give your heart in pieces
0: Mm -hmm. he's pretty all or nothing we can have as much as we want or as little as we run from yeah but he is here to provide an allness yeah he's here to complete us and you know That's a lifelong journey
1: Mm.
0: of allowing that, of discovering what the voids are in our hearts and inviting him to complete them in us. You know, so does God have somebody for us? He has himself for us. And yes, he will invite us into relationships. Is there one specific person? I, I don't think so. I think there are a lot of people that will work, you know, and once you find them, you got real life mess Mm -hmm. with real life humans that requires work, you know, to get through. But, you know, I think Hmm. the woo is to be completed by God. The the woo is to to be in relationship with him and then to be ready for whatever else he might provide as he continues to fill us and, Mm -hmm. and heal us and remake us in his image. So you're not looking for somebody right now. No. What are you looking for?
1: You know, I'm looking to just continue to grow in my relationship and my curiosity about what it means to have a relationship with God And to be a really good friend and a really good daughter, Mm -hmm. like, well, for instance, my friend Tony, her and I, we get dressed up, we get dolled up and we'll go out to dinner and we'll treat ourselves and we'll celebrate something (laughs) or, you know, like those are fun times to Mm -hmm. just be able to be girly and Mm -hmm. to enjoy treating yourself to a nice dinner and having Mm -hmm. good conversations. And um, I've noticed I've been able to like be present for friends more than I ever could right now because I, I can. I have the time. Mm-hmm. This is the time that I get to be present for people. That's good. Um, I get to show up and help them pack up their house. I get to show up for a girlfriend that's going through a heartbreak that's fresh and new into it. I, I have that time. And I think sometimes we skip this time by looking in the mm-hmm. future mm-hmm. instead of enjoying it. And can that <laughs> be enough? I think it can, because yeah. right now I'm enjoying it. Now, ask me in 10 years, and I might be jaded. Yeah. But right now, <laughs> I think that it can. Mm-hmm. And and I'll say, though, you know, I was in a relationship with somebody for a long time, and I felt lonely. Mm-hmm.
0: I think a lot of people are like that.
1: And so I think it's it's enjoying the present mm-hmm. and seeing it as something sacred right now. Mm-hmm.
0: There's a way in which, just to turn this a tiny bit, you know, we keep asking the question, does God have somebody for me? And we've said, you know, He wants to be that somebody who really is our core, and from that relationship, He completes this, and we have something to give. But, you know, maybe another way to, to kind of turn this for application is to think, does God have somebody for me? Well, wait, can I be somebody for God? Mm. You know, does He... Could he use me as somebody in somebody else's life who needs somebody? Can I be Jesus with skin on? Can I be invested in such a way in other people that they understand how he can also complete them?
1: Listening back to that last line reminds me of our episode with Margaret Feinberg, Taste and See, where she said, Sometimes you have to be the community you want to find. I think you're right, Elisa we often get so focused on our own needs, we forget we can be the ones to provide for that same need in someone else. Mm
0: -hmm. And we have to be careful about that, you know, um, not to develop a kind of a savior complex or neglect ourselves as we try to provide for others. But at the same time, we have so much capacity, more capacity than we realize to be the hands and feet of Jesus. And that could be especially
1: important for those who are alone. If you're listening today and forgot a point you wanted to remember, or if you missed anything during the show, the show notes are available in the podcast description. There you'll find the talking points of today's episode and also some helpful links. We have a link to the new God Sees Her devotional. We also have a link to the free e-booklet titled, What Does the Bible Say About Divorce and Remarriage? All of this and more is available in the show notes, which can be found in the podcast description or on our website. GodHearsHer.org That's GodHearsHer.org And while you're online could you take
0: a few minutes just to rate us and write a review of this podcast on whatever podcast platform on which you listen ratings and reviews they just help us reach more women with the message that God Hears Her So if you like the show or enjoyed this episode please take just a moment to give us some stars and write a sentence or two about what this show means to you
1: Thank you so much for joining us today. And don't forget, God sees you. He hears you. He loves you because you are his. It takes a team to create a podcast. And today we want to thank Diana, Mary, and Bill for all your help in creating and sharing the God Hears Her podcast. You guys are awesome.